Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Great to have you today, JT, with you as we begin on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. and that great Raiders app that we ask you to download and tell everybody you know that they could listen to the show on the app, which is something I'm really excited about as we're brought to you by PT's UFC 264, Poirier vs. McGregor 3. Uh, you could watch it there, PT's Ranch, Blue Diamond, and Lindell only a $10 cover charge, which is always fascinating to me. I'm a big boxing guy. I just saw Lomachenko this past weekend. Whenever you want to go to a pay-per-view or you want to go to it or you want to see it somewhere, it isn't anywhere because UFC has official partners. Top Rank has official partners. So you would think every time you go into a bar, right, oh, the fight's going to be on. No, no, it doesn't work that way because UFC and boxing, they charge the bar. They charge the company a really big fee to broadcast the fights. You might remember if you've been to Ricky's in San Leandro, the greatest Raider bar of all time. Ricky would talk to me about spending a lot of money because he did a lot of business to buy a UFC fight or a Tyson fight or something big back in the day, Delahoya, whatever it was. He put out a lot of money, but Ricky would make it back because he charged a cover charge. No one, no one, you know, you don't want to pay 70 bucks to watch the fight at home. Why not pay 20 to go to the bar? And then Ricky would make the money back with food and drinks. And everybody had a great time. I was there for a few of the fight nights. Fantastic. So you can do that for the McGregor fight coming up. And we'll tell you all about that as we are right around the corner of that. Hope everybody's doing good today. Uh, this is my last show before I take a brief vacation. I'm going south of the border to drink Modelo, as you know. Also brought to you by Modelo, the official cerveza of the JT The Brick Show. I like my bucket of Modelo's. I need to get to the ocean with my bucket of Modelo's, and my wife is insisting. So again, if you know how many radio shows I do a year, you won't have a problem with that. Manana gone. I'll be back after the 4th of July. But today I was at the Raider facility, and we're working on a new project that I can't divulge until about two weeks from now. And we're doing something really cool in regards to Tom Flores. Okay, that's all I'm going to give up there. That's it. And I'm really into Tom Flores. As you know, I know Coach well. I'll be at his Hall of Fame induction. I'm excited. Um, I know his wife. My wife knows his wife. I am blessed and lucky to know Coach Flores. And one of the things I was most proud of was I emceed the halftime for the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl 15 in Oakland, where I got to introduce Coach Flores. High honor in my career, 50,000 fans mostly in, my, in their seat. It's the largest crowd I ever spoke in front of in my life, all due to Coach Flores and that Super Bowl team. So I was thinking today I was able to leave the Raiders and drive back to my studio, and we're going to do something for Coach Flores starting on July 6th. After the 4th of July, uh, July 6th, what we're going to do is we're going to do a countdown to Canton. So every day, every show, we're going to focus on Coach Flores. Now, training camp is going to open up at the end of July, and as soon as it opens up right after that, it's Canton. As you know, the first preseason game is in Canton between the Steelers and the Cowboys, very appropriate, because there's Cowboys, 
Jimmy Johnson getting in, the Steelers getting in, Alan Fanica. They could have put the Raiders in that game because of Woodson and Flores. So what we're going to do is every day up until Coach Flores' induction, we're going to do a segment on Coach. And I think it's a great idea. I came up with it with Bobby. And every day we're going to open up the phones to callers who are going to pay tribute to Coach Flores. So just a phone call, what do you think? We're going to have sound interviews. And we're going to do all that because Coach Flores deserves it. So what I worked on today is I interviewed someone who's very close to Coach. And I learned more about Coach as a person off the field. Friendship, bonding, dad, husband, and all of that. And I was driving back to the studio. I said to myself, man, we, we got to do a big job on this one. I mean, not every Raider fan is going to be able to get to Canton. But every Raider fan needs to experience what that's going to feel like for Coach Flores. So I wanted to throw that in the opening of the show, starting right now. But we're going to concentrate on it in uh, right after the 4th of July. We are going to go and give Tom Flores the biggest on-air Canton Hall of Fame pre-party that's ever been done or ever been thought of on not only Raider Nation Radio but the past flagships. So I just want everybody to be involved with that. I'd like everybody to take it seriously, and I'd like everybody to focus on Coach Flores, of course Charles Woodson, but it's, it's a little bit more special to Coach Flores at 83 years old as he had to wait because as I talked to one of his friends today, he got pretty emotional on how long Coach Flores had to wait because he told me basically that Tom never brought it up, never brought it up when he didn't get the call it was never woes me, oh my God, it's not my year. But his friends, his friends were always about that. His friends were really upset for Coach Flores and his wife Barbara that they'd have to wait another year or two years to get to Canton, Ohio. So do you get where I'm going with this? It's all about Coach Flores. Former players, callers, everybody. I want everybody to step up. And that'll get us through the rest of the summer. Because as you told, as I told you, I don't do lame topic radio if there's nothing to talk about. Raiders are on vacation, teams away, players, coaches are away. I'm not going to, what's your favorite Raider game? What's your favorite moment? I don't do that. If other shows want to do it, bravo. I like to talk sports. I got the NBA playoffs here. We've got the Scottie Pippen drama from yesterday. We got England a winning today over Switzerland. There's a lot going on in sports that I want to make sure when we talk Raiders, we're talking relevant Raiders, which I believe we do better than anybody. We talk Raiders when it matters. We talk Raiders when there's breaking news. And last week, quite frankly, was a really big week because of Carl Nassib coming out gay, which became a global topic and a big topic for the Raiders. And now we know that the Raiders are going to be hosting the Pro Bowl. We found out that the Golden Knights are going to be hosting the NHL All-Star Game. We got a lot of great stuff coming here, and especially a lot of basketball. Team USA will be here for the Olympics, so they are training here. We're going to have NBA Summer League. Mark Davis owns the Aces. There's a lot happening in Vegas in the month of July that could keep us all busy. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to start off the show, and we're going to get into the NBA, but I just thought it would be a pretty good idea. If you have a phone call, and you could have multiple, you can have multiple in the next you know, 30-plus days for Coach Flores. Let one fly on the impact that he had in your life as a Raider fan because he'll find out about it. He's a frequent guest on our show. Last year, he came on every other week. We had a great time talking to Coach Flores. He deserves that. 
I, I like big parties. I like weddings. I sing at weddings. I'm the guy, the first guy in the wedding, the last to leave. I like a big party. And I think for Coach Flores, we should make this a big party going forward. And Charles is going to have a party out there, too. And everybody's going to have a lot of fun. So the number is 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. If you have anything positive that you want to say in advance of Coach Flores getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in early August, which he definitely, I definitely believe, is the biggest moment of his entire legacy. Four Super Bowls that he's won. One is a backup on the Kansas City Chiefs. One is John Madden's assistant, and two is the head coach. He's waited too long, and this is the ultimate goal. Going into the Hall of Fame is the highest honor in all of football, and now Tom Flores gets his day. Hopefully in the sun, the weather's going to be great, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of that today, the Hall of Fame has announced that they're going to honor the late John Facenda with the Pete Rozelle Radio Television Award. Uh, John Facenda, the longtime narrator of NFL Highlights, whose voice became synonymous with the league, is the winner of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Pete Rozelle Radio and Television Award. What's so cool about this is a lot of the voiceover work he did in his prime, and he died at the young age of 71. He read all those scripts leading to his big job that he held for 19 years at NFL Films, That was really in the pride of the Raider Nation. He was nicknamed the voice of God, the autumn wind. Everything that he was about is tied into the Raiders and all the great Raider teams in the 70s. So I think this is a really nice touch going into the Hall of Fame this year. Facenda's career started in radio in Philadelphia before he debuted as an anchor in 1952. Facenda was one of the creators of the TV news format still used today with separate segments. He was the guy who came up with separate separate segments for news, sports, and weather. And I tie him directly with the Raiders. So I thought that was a good headline that I wanted to get in here into the monologue as we open up the show. All right, last night was an unbelievable NBA game. Paul George had a career-high 41 points for the L.A. Clippers. I did not think the Clippers could win that game. I didn't think that could happen at all because I just thought they were done, down three games to one, with absolutely no Kawhi Leonard. But Paul George showed up and had a career-defining game, which was amazing. And I think we should touch on that because a lot of people are talking about Kawhi Leonard and his future there. But Paul George was absolutely outstanding. He was incredible in that game. Now all of a sudden the Clippers are back, down 2-3 as they come home in a pivotal game, and I don't think they could still win the series. I think Phoenix is the better team, but they're the better team only only because Kawhi Leonard is not playing. And that's going to be the difference. Remember, Kevin Durant could only go so far. Uh, Durant was only able to go as far without James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So with all of that, that was a really big deal. That was a really big deal, and Durant got eliminated because he didn't have a healthy team. That's why I believe Paul George will end up getting eliminated because he doesn't have Kawhi Leonard, who's a top-five player. Let's go to the highlights last night. Paul George on his way to a career high. Here he is. The first one from George is good. A new playoff career high for Paul George. 40 points in a must-win game on the road. Yeah, he was incredible. He ended up with 41 points, 13 rebounds. The most amazing thing about Paul George in that game last night 
on his stat sheet was he was 15 of 20 from the field. Eight of eight from the free throw line, and that was one of the best second halves I've ever seen as he carried his team, just like Chris Middleton did the night before for the Milwaukee Bucks. Here's the final call as the Clippers are still alive. Every time this team has been counted out, they have shown that they are tougher than imaginable, and they look to do the impossible. First step in the books as the Clippers win a must-win on the road once again. Game 5 to L.A., 116-102, and this series is back to 3-2, going back to L.A. for Game 6. Well, that's Clippers radio on the call. So I, I really believe personally that was one of the – that's the greatest game in Clipper history. It is. Playoff high, everything he did in elimination game on the road. He was fantastic. Clippers haven't had a moment like that. And, again, as I said, there aren't many Clipper fans on God's green earth. There's only enough Clipper fans to fill up two staple centers. That's why there are barely enough fans in L.A. To, to fill up Staples Center for a Clipper game, and they were able to do that. Ty Lu after the game, was really concerned about why he always gets criticized when he doesn't play well after putting up those numbers last night. That's who he is, and Petey's been great for us all year. And, you know, I just don't understand why it's, you know, magnified so much when he, when he doesn't play well, when he has a bad game, because a lot of people play bad. You know, like I said, I'm just happy he came back, you know, played a great game, and uh, we needed every bit of it. Yeah, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. And, and that's a really big moniker in my life and on the show. I could be really hard. I could be really hard on athletes and really hard on them, but when they do great things, I always give credit where credit's due. I haven't had a problem doing that with LeBron James, who I'm highly critical of, or Paul George when he has a bad game. If you're not able to do that, then you're just going to be a negative person your whole life. You've got to give credit to where credit's due. And with Paul George, here he is after the game. Not every game is great, but he thrives to be a leader in moments like last night. We thrive in this moment. Um, we come together even more so in these moments. Um, and, I mean, it, it, this team... You know, it's just made up of toughness um, all across the, the roster. And so uh, we're going to give it everything we got, and uh, we, we live with the results. Yeah, and they were able to play and keep it alive. You know, that's all you want in the postseason, this time of year where we're looking for more content and we're looking to have things to talk about. It's a dead zone of sports. You get to the summer, you hear a lot of goofy radio. You hear a lot of goofy radio. You hear about food and people talking about just lame topics because guys get lazy and they just want to mail it in. They still want to get paid. I don't agree with that. I think we find what's the biggest topic in sports and we talk about it and we get in there and we roll up our sleeves this time of year and we get into it. And this time of year in the NFL, it gets really quiet unless there's a negative story. And every year it could be something Barry Sanders mysteriously just retired. Terrell Owens freaked out doing sit-ups in his driveway. Every year you see something interesting that happens in football, and then everybody sits back and goes, man, we're one day closer to training camp. We're one day closer to getting to the postseason. We're one day closer to the Super Bowl. That's what this time of year is all about. And when I go back to the Raiders this time of year, Carl Nassib was a big story. And now we're hearing today that Derek Carr and Packers receiver Devontae Adams, they were college teammates in Fresno State. Carr, I would always welcome playing with Devontae Adams. They're really good friends. Pro Football Talk put this up on their homepage in the rumor mill today, uh, written by Miles Simon, who covers the Raiders. So could these guys end up 
connecting down the road? Absolutely. How would they connect down the road? Well, it would first take a big thing. Aaron Rodgers leaving, he would have to leave Green Bay because Devontae Adams isn't going to ever leave Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers is there. So if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay and doesn't come to the Raiders, then we could talk about Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. They played together in college, and Carr appears to be holding out hope that Adams will hit the market next spring, and if that happens, Carr would like a reunion. Quote, I've learned in this business you never shut a door on anything. A card told Bree Mellon of ABC 30 in Fresno. I think he's obviously the best receiver. Everybody says one of the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL. The guy is unbelievable. He's been one of my best friends since we were in college. I love the guy. That's classic Derek Carr. Derek Carr is loyal to his college teammate and wanting everybody to know that he would want this guy again down the road. And he's not offending anybody. He's not offending Brian Edwards. He's not offending anybody else along the way. He just wants to get the best receiver out there. But in order for that to happen, a lot of things have to begin. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Now, here's the problem with this. I'm looking on how this deal becomes possible for Devontae Adams to be a Raider. It takes Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay, which I don't want to see happen. Because if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he's going to Denver. And Denver's going to be better than the Raiders with, I think, with Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Raider Nation. It's just the facts. Patrick Mahomes is better than the Raiders because he's Patrick Mahomes. And Aaron Rodgers is as good as Patrick Mahomes. And he's better than the Chargers and the Raiders. And we don't want to see him in this division. So as Derek's telling you how he would like to get Devontae Adams, I'm the guy being the devil's advocate saying, I wouldn't wish for that. Because in order for that to happen, that means Rodgers left. And I still believe the best destination that fits best for Aaron Rodgers is Denver. And if he ends up here in the AFC West, the Raiders are going to have to go through Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in six games. On top of Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I can go down the list with you with the schedule. And it's pretty comparable from a quarterback perspective. The good news is Derek Carr is good enough to beat any of these quarterbacks out there, any of them, because he has, and he almost last year swept Patrick Mahomes, which I thought was really important because last year the Raiders were good enough to beat Kansas City twice, and they would have won 10 games. If they would have beat Kansas City twice, they would have beat the Chargers first and goal on the four with Mariota. That would have been 10-6. and six. That would have been the playoffs. We would be talking about them being in the playoffs. And it would be a completely different off-season conversation. So we open up with that, Devontae Adams. As much as Derek would like to see it happen, if you connect the dots the way I did before the show, it's not good news. Because Devontae Adams would either want to go with Rodgers to Denver or he's going to want to come to Vegas with Carr and Rodgers is going to be with the Donkeys and the Raiders are still going to have to deal with Patrick Mahomes and that team in Kansas City. 702 365 9,200. More fallout from Scottie Pippen's comments. I'll get into that a little bit later on. I I did a lot of it last night on my national show at night. There's a lot of people worried about Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen looks like he is unraveling uh, after calling Phil Jackson a racist and doubling down on that. After calling out Michael Jordan for playing up, uh, playing up for the opportunity to have that 
documentary about him, his comments about Steve Kerr. He took a shot at Tony Kukoc. And everybody knows that Scottie Pippen's going through a dark time because he just lost his oldest son who passed away. And his wife and him had a divorce. It's pretty high profile. So he's unraveling here. And what he did yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show made a lot of national news. If anybody didn't get a chance to call in on that, you could do that at 702-365-9200. So that's where we're at with the opening here. We got a lot of Raiders to talk about with training camp coming in right around the corner at the end of July. Coach Flores going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with the great Charles Woodson. And then all the other excitement coming up here in Vegas. Oh, let me get hockey here quickly. Tampa Bay, this should have been Vegas hosting Tampa Bay. Uh, Kucherov in Tampa Bay looks like they're going to have no problem with Montreal as they put him away last night, 5-1. to one. Wheel center point. Left circle stamp goes, shoots, score! Well, Kucherov hung in there. He was whacked, he was slashed, and he gets another point. Yep, that's it. So Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay wins this Stanley Cup. That'll be two in a row. And they're one more away from a dynasty. And when I scratch my head about Vegas not having a Stanley Cup yet, they already was it, we were already in the Stanley Cup, was up one game to none in the Stanley Cup and lost to Ovechkin in the Capitals. And this was their Stanley Cup run this year, and they lost out on that. A lot of people in Vegas still in shock. I think when they turned on the TV last night to see that the Stanley Cup started without Vegas, That was tough to watch. That was really tough to watch without Vegas. And one more story as we wrap up the monologue brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson. The super deals you're looking for. The NFL will not hold the supplemental draft for the second straight year. ESPN confirmed that today. The supplemental draft is available for players whose eligibility situations changed after the January declaration deadline for the regular draft. If you look back, there's been some players that have been pretty legit. Some supplemental pits, Josh Gordon in 2012, uh, Arizona, uh, Jalen Thompson in the fifth round. Just another thing that the NFL is canceling as they move on. And Rick Harrow is going to join us coming up, the sports professor out of Harvard Law School, on COVID being back. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. Did you see the COVID numbers in Vegas? Yesterday, as Vegas jumped up, did you see that number? I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but this could have a really backtracking event on sports as we get ready for the summer with this Delta variant, Uh, something I'm talking about that not a lot of people are. I'm not predicting or hoping for anything, but I think the writing is on the wall. When we come back, former coach Dave Miller, analyst on the Lakers broadcast. He's been going to all these NBA games. He was in Phoenix last night. We'll talk to him. He had a front row seat for Paul George and that epic performance that he had. Lee Sterling from a gaming perspective on how to bet the NBA and future bets in the NFL, including where the Raiders stand on how many wins for this upcoming year. Busy show as we kick it off on a Tuesday, Raider Nation Radio.
Right to left, Beverly into the front court. Top of the key of each to Zubats. Hands it off for George straight away. George on O'Neal. Driving down the right alley. George to the rim. Puts it up. Fakes it in with a right hand. PT 13. Another clutch bucket. Paul George was amazing last night. JT back with you. We're brought to you by Five Iron Golf. So excited about this new partner. Recently opened in Area 15. Shout out to the GM, Kenny, who's the man. He's done an unbelievable job putting this deal together. Five Iron has a little bit of everything, including eight TrackMan golf simulators with cameras in every bay. Shows your swing from three different angles. I've been in there multiple times. I love it. You can see your backswing if you're hooking, if you're slicing. You could fix your swing in one session. A $65 value for free if you mention our show. One free hour on the simulator. You got to go check it out. That's inside Area 15. It's Five Iron Golf. If you want to be in a golf league, a Monday, Tuesday night, night leagues. I was in there the other day. I just pressed Pebble Beach, and I played the front nine of Pebble Beach. I mean, distance, drives, wedges, putting. It's incredible. The beauty of Five Iron, that it's for everyone. It's a place for serious golfers or just a great place to hang out, drink with your friends, hit a couple of golf balls, and watch the games. Get out of the heat and go indoors. That's Five Iron Golf, a proud partner of our show. Dave Miller, the TV analyst formerly of the Lakers, really good basketball coach, is going to join us. He's calling in in a few minutes. And, uh, hey, congratulations to our partner here at Golden Entertainment. They own the Strat, and last night they – announced the residency of Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar and friends bringing the Cabo experience to Vegas, October 29th and 30th, November 5th and 6th. Sammy Hagar and friends at the Strat bringing the Cabo experience to Vegas as this time tomorrow I would have been there for hours and I will be drinking Modelo's or tequila on the beach in Cabo. Stoner dude, get us going here. How are you? What's happening? Man, what a great announcement, JT. I got Cabo on the mind. I love Sammy Hagar. He's one of my favorite all-time greats. You know, I got to start off talking about Tom Flores, man. I know that, you know, you're pretty much just kind of teasing it right now and getting it ready for the summer, but this is going to be such an amazing Raiders summer. I mean, to me, Tom Flores going into the Hall of Fame, probably one of the greatest inductions of all time. Uh, the, the Raiders quarterback, head coach, Super Bowl champion. I think he's probably one of the most humble individuals I've certainly ever met in my life, and, and just nobody more deserving. And then you add uh, the, the stories of John Facenda and recognizing him and the autumn win as a Raider. I mean, talk about the Raider mystique, heavy this summer. And, of course, you've got to add adding fans to the stands uh, on top of all that. So I'm stoked about all that, JT. You know, that, that Super Bowl 15 with Tom Flores and the Raiders beating the Eagles, I was glued to the TV as a kid. And, you know, i got to add this now, uh, a little bit of rock talk at the end of my call here. Sunday, October 24th, the Raiders are going to play the Eagles here in Las Vegas. And you know what? That same night, JT, uh, you know my favorite band is Rush. It's one of your favorite bands, too. The band Primus is going to play the full album of Farewell to the Kings by Rush, Xanadu, Cygnus X1, right here at the Virgin Hotel at the New Theater. So, I mean, that's going to be a huge day for me, and I'm just stoked about everything. Man, I'm happy for you. You get to go to Cabo. I'm pretty um, – I'm a little bit jealous, JT, but I'll tell you right now, man, I hope you have the best vacation ever and come back and light it up again for the Raiders here this summer. 
Thank you, Stoner Dude. Now we'll be at that Primus show. Already locked in for that after I sign off on the Raiders post-game show. Hopefully a win against the Eagles. Uh, very important as I looked at the Raiders' schedule. I look at the Raiders' schedule all the time. I look at the Raiders' schedule a lot. And the fact this year is they got to take three out of four. They pretty much have to sweep the NFC East. They have to. They have to do it because these are games that they have to win and they should be even or better on paper. The Eagles in Week 7, at the Giants, at the Giants Week 9, at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then right after the Cowboy game with an extra couple of days off, the Washington football team at home. Got to win. Got to take three out of four. Got to take three out of four if you want to contend for the playoffs. Today, today, England, my adopted team, because we just don't play great men's soccer in this country. We just don't. So I adopt England. I watch England today beat Germany. The only show that goes out to London right now, Crusader Raider, as England. Oh, England wins today. How are you, my brother? Oh, I'm good. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. Come on, England. Come on, England. How great was this? And how about the Harry Kane header? As I told you on Facebook Messenger, Harry Kane needed a game. Harry needed the confidence again, and he got that goal that really put it away. Oh, it's a fantastic goal, and you're, you're 100% right. And, and obviously Jack Grealish coming on to put that cross in, and Harry does what Harry does. He, he, he waits for the chance, post it, and put it away. So it's, it's all celebrations here. But it's very quiet in Raider Nation Germany tonight, JT. Can you believe that? <laughs> it is. It is very quiet in Germany. I got to ask you, what is it like? Because here in the States, we don't understand that this is bigger than the NBA and the Stanley Cup and baseball combined. What was it like in London early evening tonight for the whole country to come together for this victory? The whole country has, has just erupted. Obviously, we're coming out of some tough times here with the pandemic, and then we haven't beaten Germany in a competitive soccer match in a, a finals tournament since 1966 when we beat them to win the World Cup 4-2. So it's been a long old wait. You know, 55 years is too long to wait for a victory over Germany. But uh, um, the streets of London are lively tonight, and... Uh, you know, we're happy. We're on the way. And obviously next we play Sweden or Ukraine this weekend. Ukraine are currently winning 1-0. So, but for Raider Nation Sweden, let's hope the Swedes pull it back and we get to have another Raider battle this weekend as Raider Nation Sweden takes on the Silver and Black UK. Crusader Raider joins us live from London on the Raiders mobile app. How cool is this? What's your schedule looking like? I know you come to the crab feed with the Bolitnikovs. You get a game in. You've been to Canton in the past. You come to Oakland all those years. Now you come to Vegas. How's your Raiders schedule and travel shaping up? Yeah. Obviously, you know, I was, I was all geared up to come to Canton in, in five weeks' time, but unfortunately the U.S. aren't open the border yet. So it looks like now till September. So I've had to cancel the Canton flights, which is a real blow because obviously uh-huh. I wanted to see Coach Tom Flores and uh, Charles Woodson get inducted. But uh, I know the nation will represent well down there. But uh, I'm flying in and just listening to your piece about we've got to we've got to beat those NFC teams. I'm coming in for the Eagles game, and then I'm I'm hanging around. I'm going to go to New York two weeks afterwards for the for the Giants game. And I get you right. It's you know, we've got to sweep that division. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of there. The Washington football team, and we can stuff the, the Cowboys on Turkey Day. That's not a problem. Not a problem at all. What time is it local time in London right now? Half past eight in the evening. 
Yeah, isn't it the perfect time for the JT the Brick Show? You're done with dinner. Oh, you sit back and you, you listen to the show on the app. I can listen to you on the app. I can listen to the show. I can catch up on the news, and I can have the the, the European Football Championships in the background on mute. It's much better listening to you, JT. And uh, thanks for sharing all the information. And uh, yeah, come on, Raider Nation, get behind England. We need you. Thank you, my brother. Take care. There he is, Keith, Crusader Raider. Everybody knows him. If you're a Raider Raider fan, you know Crusader Raider. How cool is that? What a nice surprise that we just took a live phone call from London. That's what the show is about. Everybody can hear it now on the Raiders app, including Black Hole, Cisco Kid checking in, hardcore Black Hole, Vegas, DNA. What's happening, man? Hey, JT, good to check in with you as always, my man. Sorry, I haven't called in lately, but uh, just been a busy guy. But I had to call in on uh, the day before your vacay, man, and just wanted to wish you off uh, some happy good times. Obviously, you're going to have a ice-cold corona sitting in the yes. lovely beach of uh, Cabo. Wish I could join you, brother. Well, it's good because, you know, I like cold dripping wet Coronas or Modellos or anything that cold and goes down. And uh, I need to look at the beach. I've been looking at my backyard brick. I need to get out there. What do you think? We were talking about Flores, Canton, and the summer of the Raiders kicking off with the countdown to Canton with Tom Flores. Oh, man, I can't wait to get there, man. That's going to be a memorable day uh, within myself and the Raider Nation, I'm sure, man, seeing finally seeing – the Iceman, Tom Flores, get into the hall is going to be is going to be magical, and and of course our guy C Wood, you know yes. my favorite player. I mean, the reason I wear twenty four is was well, the great Ricky Henderson, but also C Wood. So um, yeah, I, I mean it's going to be it's going to be one to remember, man. Definitely outstanding. Anything happening with the black hole that we need to know over the summer as we gear up for the start of the season? Oh, yeah, man. You know, Rob, he's always doing his thing and getting things pumped. So, yeah, he definitely has got some stuff in, in, in the books ready mm-hmm. to go, just waiting on the season to launch. But, yeah, we're, we're going to take, uh, take Vegas by storm and do how we do like the black hole, brother. You know how we do it. Take care. Thanks for the support. Keep calling in. You Good got to it, hear brother. from you, brother. You got it. Cisco Kid checking in from the black hole. That was nice. Look, I came out of nowhere. Stoner dude, Crusader Raider from London. And Black Hole Cisco all checking in. Awesome. Appreciate that. Always good to uh, hear familiar voices on the show. We're waiting on Dave Miller, former Laker analyst and coach. Also Rick Harrell, the sports professor, will check in. And we'll get an update. He joins us every two to three weeks. It's been a while on how sports is doing, television ratings, what's good, what's coming up next, what the summer schedule looks like. The sports professor Rick Harrell on deck as we continue. JT, brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had. And the best guys are going to play. I don't care if it's Nate Hobbs or Amik Robinson. I don't care what round they came in. We're going to play the best four or five guys, and uh, the players will decide that. John Gruden said that before he split back east for a little R&R. JT, back with you as we continue on. Uh, big week coming up here. Big week next week. Our countdown to Tom Flores and Charles Woodson in Canton, Ohio. We talk to Rick Harrow every few weeks, the sports business consultant, the analyst, the Harvard Law School 
visiting expert. He knows as much about sports and one of the most well-connected guys I know. Good to talk to you again, Professor, where the Raider Nation made some news with Carl Nassib coming out as a gay player and all those jersey sales going through the roof. You know, coming out is great. That's an individual choice. I'm glad uh, the league and the institutions uh, uh, create an environment where the player feels comfortable doing that, unlike years before. The thing that really turned me on was the jersey sales. As you said, the embracing of the issue, the embracing of the guy. You know, Michael Sam came out and competed in a game that was a preseason game for the Rams, but nobody has ever come out uh, uh, an active kind of roster NFL player. Many have come out after their careers were over. And uh, the fact that this is a uh, a, uh, normal occurrence, behaving like a normal occurrence, and if you can play football – you know, you played a a, a, a a cut of John Gruden, and I, I'm sure he feels the same way. If you can play football, you know, strap it on, you're going to play. And uh, it's good to know that uh, society may be getting around to the kind of tolerance level where this is generally accepted. I hope so. Rick Caro joins us. I want to jump in now. We're still reeling in Vegas that the Golden Knights didn't make the Stanley Cup final, and the Canadians deserve to, but they're still – COVID concerns, a lot of media can't travel because of the quarantine. It's not full capacity in Montreal. It's mega capacity in Tampa, where that's a rabid hockey market. What does your friend Gary Bettman think about this matchup? Tampa going for the back-to-back, and the Canadians won 24 Stanley Cups already. So how do they love the matchup here in the States and in Canada? Well, you should have asked me before yesterday's game where, uh, you know, Carey Price was – Supposedly uh, invincible, but uh, four game, four four goals. Everybody says they were going to hit a wall. They were supposed to hit a wall in Vegas, and obviously they didn't. This may be the wall, but when you think about it, the tickets for Game One started at five hundred, went up to ten thousand. The wow. Game Three tickets at Bell Center started at five thousand, going up to twenty five thousand per ticket, and obviously thirty five hundred fans per game. The story I just saw a minute ago was that the provincial government was being asked to increase that number given the political pressure and given the fact that uh, there may be some opportunities for more uh, commerce between Canada and U.S. But listen, the bottom line is this, folks, and you listen to me. If you have a significant other, no matter who it is, is it worth spending fifty grand on two tickets to a hockey game? You can decide. I'll just leave it at that. Rick Harrell, the sports professor, joins us. Two international events. Let's start with Wimbledon with a couple of the biggest names in the sport not being there. What do you expect the ratings to look like overall? We're always looking for that big matchup and trying to get the perfect matchup here. How important is this coming out of COVID and the events of last year? Well, it's important coming out of COVID to give us a little perspective. The fact that we're playing and generating revenue, that should be a victory. But after the amazing French Open final, People are expecting a little bit more. Well, Tsitsipas is not around anymore. He mm-hmm. lost. But, you know, how about uh, uh, Nadal uh, out? How about, uh, you know, on the women's side, uh, Jennifer Brady out? Naomi Osaka obviously out. Dominic Team, who was the only player other than the big three to win recent majors, he's out. So you got to weigh the fact that this is a great event and will continue to be a great event against the fact that the top players aren't there. 
Rick Harrell, I'm watching the Euro 2020, even though it's 2021. England beat Germany earlier today. France losing was a big blow to the tournament overall, but I think you think this is catching on more and more in the States because I think today got a really big audience. England usually doesn't win a game of this magnitude, and now that they do, I think more eyeballs on the States will be on England and this run to the European Championship if they get there. Yeah, well, listen, we all know that soccer has incrementally increased in interest here, not only the top international games, but the MLS and the USL as well, both big deals here. And it's unfortunate that uh, the U.S. national team uh, will not qualify for the Olympics. That's a big hole in what the schedule ought to be. But there is significant interest, obviously, on the women's side. And, and uh, soccer is, is clearly growing in the right direction. Franchise values continue to increase. And a lot of it is because we've got more and more grassroots support because of European soccer catching on here as well. Rick Harrell, as we wrap it up, a lot of the a lot of the information from the media perspective has been negative on the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo. From a Tokyo perspective and throughout the country of Japan, that they're not really into it. They'd rather get out of the deal. 50% capacity now. And COVID's an issue over there, and they're taking it very seriously. How optimistic are you for the Olympics? It's going to look great on television, but I don't know. There Are there a lot of tourists just saying the hell with it? It doesn't seem like they want us, and I'm not going to put the money in and try to travel there and deal with all the protocols. Well, especially since, uh, you know, uh, for a tourist, it's kind of hard to get in. Uh, yes. They're not allowing a lot of tourists. Uh, for domestic spectators, they cap them at half. They tell them, by the way, and I've seen these instructions, to be quiet and cheer because you don't want to spit. And then you got to go right home after the event. And as far as the players themselves and the Olympians, you got to you know go and then come back. The village time is at a minimum, and then you don't even have an opportunity, in some cases, to see the opening ceremonies or be there as part of it, which is a big deal. So I guess you have to argue that a half an Olympic stripped down is better than nothing uh, until uh, it doesn't make sense anymore. We're not at that stage. All right, last one, really important. The reason I wanted to have you on today is I think COVID is back. I think this Delta variant's a real deal. I've seen the numbers explode around the world, and now it's coming here to the States. We're not getting vaccinated at the level that the president thought we would, and there are a lot of regions in this country where people are just not getting vaccinated. Are you concerned with the new Delta variant being here if we don't get our vaccinations where they need to be especially with young sports fans, that we could have a step back. We could go backwards again. Yes, yes. And young sports fans are, are now, this is not an old person's disease uh, mm. anymore, uh, a virus. And it's, it's one of those uh, historically unforgivable things. I don't care what your politics are. If you have the scientific capability to eradicate something that's killed 600,000 people, but yet because of the politics, you choose not to. And I know that's a pretty controversial statement, but, you know, I'm, I'm personally sick of it, double vaccinated. I'm still wearing the mask. I'm, I'm not as uncomfortable in crowds mm -hmm. as I could be. But, you know, you and I are both watching the variant stuff uh, in the same way, and there is a lot at stake. Thank you, Professor. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Have a great weekend. Okay, my man, you too. You got it. Rick Harrell, the sports professor. Why do we have him on? A, he's connected with more owners, league commissioners than anybody. He's a visiting expert at Harvard Law, and he writes a column every week on sports and ratings and the business side of it. 
I personally believe, and this isn't fear tactics at all, I believe that there could be a step backwards again with COVID. I think if you watch the news, if you look at this, you try to understand what's happening. Our governor, Governor Sisolak, in the last 24 hours talked about getting vaccinated again. We have the tools to fight it, and more and more people aren't getting vaccinated. So what I'm concerned about, and I hope it doesn't happen, I'm concerned, and I wanted to get this on the record, that we're going to have regions in the south, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana with New Orleans. If the numbers in that region, because people aren't getting vaccinated, nowhere near the number they should, what happens if the commissioner says, week three of the NFL, we're not playing football in New Orleans? We can't have fans in New Orleans because the Delta variant and the positivity rate is 11 or 12%. That's the way this is trending right now. And we could go back to where we were a year ago when we had no sports. I don't think it'll be that bad because we do have the vaccines. People are healthy now and people can make good decisions with or without the mask on. But it's really important from a sports perspective. That's all I'm saying. That people follow the rules here and they don't get apathetic. And the people that can get tested, the people that can get the vaccination do it because we've all been trying to get back to sports. And we're just starting to see sports come back again. And then we're seeing these COVID numbers spike. And they spiked yesterday pretty significantly right here in Las Vegas. I can't tell you how many of my friends, some who are partners on this show, we would talk from time to time every month, six, seven months ago. The governor's going to speak and there was no change. 25%, 20%. We finally get to 100% in Vegas. We don't want to go backwards. We don't want to go backwards at all. So I'm hoping that something positive comes out of that. We appreciate the sports professor for coming on. Appreciate everything he does for the show. Brought to you by our good friends at Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. When we're talking X's and O's, we're talking sports. It's with a Remy 1738 or a VSOP cocktail in hand. Coming up next hour, Lee Sterling from a gaming perspective. A lot of people losing money betting sports. He's a professional handicapper and prognosticator. We had a discussion yesterday on why so many amateurs are losing money gambling on sports because they're getting wrong information. I think this is also alarming, especially here in Vegas where there are a lot of amateurs giving out poor information because they don't have any background in betting their own money. So they're giving out information without putting their own money into play and people are losing a lot of money. When was the last time you heard anybody or saw anybody on Twitter who gave you a track record, told you how much they won, but also told you when they weren't winning? We'll get into that with Lee Sterling. Uh, He's running late, but Dave Miller, former Laker analyst and coach, who coached Kobe Bryant back in the day on the NBA playoffs, a full update with him, and maybe a NASCAR hit, as yes, I talk NASCAR every week on my national show, and I'll get into it here as we continue on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m.